All right, guys, we made it to episode five. Episode five. Cole brought us in last time. He's looking for redemption. Come on, Cole, bring us in right quick. What's going on, guys? Hey, uh, how y'all doing? What's going on? How you feeling? Episode five, we got a good interview on tonight. Um, looks like it's going to be me, Drew, Cole, Jacob, and our boy uh, Brent Calhoun. He's a local guy, kind of a local legend. I'm pretty sure he's what's wrong with duck season this year in general. But hey, we're not going to get into that tonight. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going straight to the point, the facts. We're going to the things that built him up. Brent, welcome. Glad to have you tonight. Thanks for taking some time out. I know you're busy. Glad to be here, but where'd y'all get that music? You know, Kia phone from 94 ringtone? <laughs> we had to find something that wasn't trademarked. So, yeah, you're probably right. That's right. That's about the best we can come up with. It was, it's not that good, but... It'll be the outro too, so you can laugh at it then too if you want to. <laughs> no, nah, we got uh, we got a local legend here, like you said it. I mean, uh, Brent's been there, done it. You know, Junior Worlds. We can't even win a man's world, you know. But hey, we got we we got time. And let me tell you about the worlds this year. I I was thinking practice more than I ever have, and that, I believe that was the number one mistake because I screwed up. Bigger than hell, first first round. So now, now let's back up just a second. Let's back up just a second. So you're talking worlds. So so everybody needs to kind of know. Kind of, we're gonna have to back up, and we're gonna get to this world. Don't you worry, Brent. I know you matter, and I'll get out about it. But we step on back to junior worlds back when you do. You used to slay them, and and when we say worlds, we're talking about calling like duck calling, right? Is it goose calling too, or you just only do duck? Man, just duck calling competitions. I believe I started. I remember the first contest I won. I won a lot of them in between, but first one I won was a little rinky dink at the Walmart Distribution Center Pond there in Searcy, Arkansas. You're kidding and, uh, me. I think I think I won. I don't remember what I won. To be honest with you, but I still got the little plaque. But uh, I was proud as heck. So it's a it's a good time. I think I started duck calling when I was nine or ten years old. I remember uh, there's an old guy that taught my dad how to duck hunt, Mr. Art Beachin here here locally on the Biodesert. My dad grew up hunting there and kind of taught me there, which we had a farm and stuff too. And uh, I remember he had a little cassette tape, Mr. Art Beachin did, and that's how I learned to call a little cassette tape. And then from there, I kind of took it naturally and. Dad found a lady, uh, Miss Charlotte Merritt, actually, a, a, a lady taught me how to competition call. She was a three-time women's world champ in, like, 97, 98, and 99 or something like that and really took me under her wing and kind of just took off from there. And back then, that was kind of the, the late 90s through really probably 2010 was, like, the peak of competition duck calling. And it was it was great, man. <laughs> No, that was a great time. I, I I remember everybody else was just trying to pass school, you know, and Brent's over there. He's he's going to these calling competitions and just whooping everybody's butt, and I couldn't even 
I get suited up in a pad pads for football and I just get plowed down. So I, that was pretty impressive, Brent. I like that. Jacob, you you took a little bit of time. I mean, you you competition call every once in a while. I hear it. Uh, I I like to try routine out every once in a while. I don't have a set of air compressors in my chest to be running one that long. But uh, no, I I remember the first time I heard competition calling. I was like, man, this is some it didn't make sense to me. But after I I watched it and uh. I guess got more information about how it is. I, I enjoy it now, uh, watching it. I've been to a couple worlds down there and, uh, I like watching them guys get up there. It's, it's pretty amazing what they can do. Yeah. That, uh, what? I mean, competition call duck calling is nothing like well there's some there's several different styles nowadays but the my main one is what they call main street and it's basically take a call and push it to the max that it can run you try to run a call as efficiently and as high energy i guess you'd say as you possibly can without screwing up and it's a very fine line between doing perfect and screwing up and fortunately i've not had any major screw-ups until the last few years but as i've gotten older gotten busier and hadn't been able to put the time into it like i like to but i had a little time this year and put a lot into it and i still screwed it up but either way that's duck calling you know i've always said if you can consistently put yourself in the top 15 or 10 you know it's kind of like a beauty pageant you know it's all subjective from there you know if you can just that's get right. three routines without screwing up you got a chance at the end of the day yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, it does become a little bit subjective, which I, you you would have had my vote. I promise you, you would have. Man, the guy who won this year, Seth Fields, he's he's been he probably travels for more contests than anybody I know, and puts a lot into it. Deserves it. I mean, he's a heck of a caller and heck of a dude. And man, I think he's won. I'm not sure if he's won a World Goose, but I know he's won a World Live Duck. He's won a ton of two man contests and. I think his last one he needed to try to win to get them all was this year. He he stroked it. He he there wasn't nobody even close to him. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. That being said, uh, let, let let's back up just a little bit because uh, I experienced some of these uh, junior worlds. You know, Trevor Lamb with Chip, old man Chip. You know, I seen now he's just walking his ears but listen we got to go back to mississippi and i know what you're talking about. yeah I know, I know what i know you'll know what i'm talking about here is we, we traveled down to mississippi one time me and brent he had to go he had to go call down there at the expo and we flew in we flew oh, out that's of, right i couldn't remember we did dad get a hired a guy with a private little session or something we flew yeah yeah fly we we, we picked up at cersei flew out of cessna <laughs> okay so we get down there we're running late Chip usual, got home away. Anyways, so uh, we get there. He pays a black guy to use his Cadillac to drive to the expo. Okay, so he's like, "Hey man, you gonna be here all day?" He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, here's like you know a couple hundred bucks. I'll be back." Well, the old, the old black man says, uh, 10 four. 
Well, uh, I'm telling you, whenever I say we ran 17 stoplights, I'm not exaggerating. Me and Brent are rolling in the side. I'm talking about rolling. We roll, we roll through 17 stoplights, and we make it just in time for Brent to call. And I will never forget that. that was I don't, I, you know, I don't, even, I don't even remember if I won the stinking thing, but I, just, I do remember that. I forgot about that story, man. Too much football in my life. I'm CT, I guess. But <laughs> that was hilarious. I can, now I can picture that gray old hoopy Cadillac, and I, he, paid, he gave that fellow a couple hundred bucks, and he worked at the little old Rinky Dink Airport, and we <laughs> hauled ass all the way, all the way there. Didn't check up for nothing. I think it's Jackson, Mississippi, too. Jackson, Mississippi. We, we cut through every stoplight. And uh, we were laughing, and Chip's like looking over here, you know, he can't hear out of his right ear, so he's deaf in one ear. He's like, what are y'all laughing about? You know, what are y'all laughing about? Anyways, so we're just rolling through, and, I, man, it was just an experience. And, uh, man, I don't even remember how old. We could have been more older than 13 or 14. Yeah, I mean, at least. I mean, I think it was going to say 13, 14. That's what I was going to say. But, I mean, you know, just drive that Cessna, that old guy. We, you know, we flew, and then Chip was up back in there sleeping. But, uh Man, you know, just that experience, you know, we, we, we forget about. But uh, that was uh, – that's what the competition style is about, just, don't, you know, on a, on a limb. I don't think anybody went as hard as, you know, taking me to contest with my dad. And he still loves it. I mean, he goes there one of them with me. He'd take me, to, you know, across the sea to go to one when I was a kid. I mean, he he's re- one of the main reasons I was able to be as successful as I am or was. I mean, I guess I'm still somewhat successful at it. And – uh I can't thank him enough for all that, but I'm glad you brought that old story up. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, Chip, I mean, I feel like uh, instilled into you, like, you know, the competition. I mean, that was your driving factor whenever you was young because he brought you there. And plus, he brought you to the woods, too. I mean, he brought you to Beecham's and uh, multiple other spots. But, I mean, that, that that's where you got your drive was from your daddy. And, I mean, Chip ought to be uh, – you know he ought to be honored for that because that's that's your background, man. That's where that's where he uh, that's that's where you learn what you got. Yeah, duck calling, moving dirt, really how I got where I am today, career wise and everything. That's right. I mean, you you get your dad involved like that. I mean, there's no the sky's the limit. I mean, that's that's the best thing to have for support at home. I I'm happy for you, Brand. I you know kind of outside looking in, we were together there, kind of. Pee wee football. I don't think I was going to school with you when Desark, you were homeschooled, weren't you? Is that oh, how yeah, you got to do a little bit more? That's that's how you got to do a little bit more of this calling, huh? Oh yeah, homeschooled till the eighth grade, man. Then uh, Cole was we was lifelong friends since we was little. And I guess we all met out there with it, Miss Julie Wrigley swimming pool. I don't know what her mama's right. done, but they might have been having a little more fun than us. But I remember we had fun as kids. <laughs> I guarantee that's right. <laughs> no, we had a blast. That was a good time. Yeah. Julie Wrigley's swimming pool. Ryan Wrigley, uh, Cole, me, you. Uh, we got in a lot of trouble out there. That was a good time. Pools are oh, a blast yeah, for yeah. kids. Mama's definitely had a lot more fun than us. But, you know, it's, uh, those limeritas. Were limeritas a thing then? I don't even know. I think it's but limeritas, you know, whatever. Uh, that's right. Well, I, I mean, that's a great story. I, going down to Jackson, Mississippi, in a in your own little airplane. You, who flew that thing for you guys? Y'all have any idea? No, I, don't, I don't have a clue. Back, you know, I don't know what it cost today, but back then you could get a private little Cessna and rent it for probably fifty dollars an hour. You know, I mean, it wasn't that's pretty awesome. 
He might have knew somebody too. I, heck, I don't know. I said, you know, I need to ask him about that. He might have been a buddy of his or something. But we did that more than once. We flew to Indiana one time and Illinois. I mean, sure beat the heck out of driving all that way. No, that's. I mean, that's a way better way to travel. I uh, Mississippi's kind of one example, and Arkansas obviously because we're here. Uh, but has there been any other kind of states that when you were, especially in juniors, I think you were hammering it pretty hard then. Has there been any other states you've been uh, to most commonly or? Yeah. I mean, the, the way the world, you know, world work contest works out, I always explain to people like this, it's set up like the Miss America pageant. You kind of got to win a, a prelim to qualify. So in the way it works is, not every state, majority of states have a state contest that only state residents can compete in. Like I said, you know, I've won the Arkansas State twice. Every state, you know, Mississippi has theirs, you know, Missouri has theirs, but there's also uh, basically a open or they're called regionals. Anybody can enter those. So most of the time, a state will have their state contest and a regional. So you can travel anywhere you want to in the country and compete in contests. I've been to Michigan, Indiana, Illinois. Mississippi, Missouri, Iowa, um, Texas, maybe. Um, I've been to Louisiana for one. Tennessee, Memphis, Union City. I'm trying to think, I hadn't really gone farther east than Tennessee or, or uh, Mississippi, but pretty well up the Mississippi Flyway. If you look at it on the map, right. you know that's that's right. where the contests are. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I, I mean. And it takes some, takes a lot of time of your day to do that. It takes a lot of, you know, dedication from the family to want you to do that. That's that's pretty awesome, Brent. I'm happy for you, man. I all those just, you know, I, I at the end of the day, I feel like I can call better than you, but you know, you sure did win a lot more than I did. So, props to that. I remember uh, we went to a little contest, and this is yeah, this would have been your kind of contest there, uh, Jacob. <laughs> we had a, uh, it was a, it was Jeff Fools put it on, and and I think it jumped to City, Illinois, or Jackson, somewhere right there along the Mississippi River in Illinois, and they had anything from a coon calling contest, a hoot out contest, squirrel. I mean, it was entertaining, and they, all them contests was after dark, and everybody had been pretty liberated by then. <laughs> But I got, the reason I brought that up is my brother, actually, my dad talked him into calling him one. And I don't know what kind of judges we had, but that sucker beat me. And uh, he's never blown in another one, and he tells everybody he's beat me, and he, he left it at that. <laughs> my, I'd pay, my I'd pay big money to go to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd have to look that up. Man, that was a heck of a time there. Yeah, I'd pay big Yeah, I've been with, uh, you know, uh, back in the day, man, it was a, kind of a, I don't know, pissing match, I guess, between a lot of comp- call con- call makers and stuff. And anymore, you know, it's not that way. People don't really bounce around. Some people do, but it, the way I looked at it back in the day, if you switch call companies, it was kind of a no-no. But nowadays, it's, you know, everybody's more understanding and stuff. But I've all, I've, Miss Charlotte, Mary, you know, I grew up blowing the little, Old wooden Beecham calls, which Mr. Art Beecham made out of Flint, Michigan. He's a man who owned the land there behind my house that my dad grew up helping him on, and I kind of hunted there too. And 
And then when I started taking lessons from Miss Charlotte Merritt, she uh, used echo calls out of BB, Mr. Rick. And when we, I guess, it graduated from elementary school, you'd call it with Miss Charlotte teaching me into Mr. Rick to high school. And that when you started going to Rick's for lessons, you kind of moved up a notch. And uh, I just remember going to his house and his old, old call shed there. It wasn't much more than an old shop building out behind his house, but it's pretty neat. I can remember. You know, in November, right before the contest, there'd be 40 people in there. And uh, it, was, it was a very fun time. But, yeah, Drew, I've been with uh, I've been with Echo for a long time. I you know, I blow other calls when I'm hunting stuff, but Mr. Rick, he, he's as good as he is in the business. Yeah, that's that's kind of what got me blowing a duck call is uh, one of the Echo, I guess it was a CD or whatever, MP3 back then it was it was uh you know mr rick on there giving his rundown on it just it wasn't really a competition based type deal but it was just like a two minute cd or something i had downloaded and that's that's kind of what got me blowing a duck call a little better i think it's pretty cool to kind of think about you know the whole duck calling competitions that it's you know we have people go train here and there for Oh Lord, people train train for gymnastics, they train for swimming, whatever they might be, Olympics, shooting, running. I mean, and then and then we got these people training for duck calling competitions. I mean, I th- I might be the only person that's never heard of that before, but I mean that's literally the first time I've heard of that. And I think that's pretty incredible. I my kind of made up world, Brent, was that you were just really good at duck calling and that you didn't have to go to training, but that's pretty cool to kind of hear. I mean, uh, it, it just goes to show you that if you put enough time into it, I mean, my thing as I was growing up was riding horses. So, uh, I literally did it every single day, of, day of the week. And so that's, I mean, that kind of goes into effect. I mean, you, you get what you put into it and, and that's pretty cool to hear. I mean, echo it, it's the, it's the most local thing for us. I mean, it's, bb arkansas so i mean that's that's closest that we have anyways and i mean rnt's down stuttgart i guess but is there something closer or? yeah rnt they mr butch richenbach he he has been very influ- influential in the duck calling world and teaching kids and stuff too you know we just my dad I, you know i think the merits owned a equipment company back then and dad kind of knew mr steve and charlotte through that and they also owned a guide service there just north of our house about three miles. I grew up at that place too when I was younger and so we that's kind of the crowd we ran with. Now the guys are at RT are super guys. I'm still good friends with Jimbo today and Mr. Butch is a heck of a man and there's you know, there's different people like that all over the country. You had Mr. uh um Tim Grounds in Illinois, he he helped a lot of people. And you had Bernie Boyle up in Iowa who helped a lot of people. Barney Caleb, he's a heck of a caller Buck Gardner. I mean everybody every kind of region had their you know, you see a call maker in a region that's, you know, David Gaston out of Alabama, um, or just Hawk, Eli Haydale out of Louisiana. They all teach, and Duck Commander, they all have their own groups of people. You kind of regionally blow those calls. But now, with the way the internet and world works, you know what these other calls are. But back then, you just knew it was in your little circle, you know. So it was kind of neat going to those contests back then because you'd all come together and be like, hey, what are you doing? You know, but, oh, yeah, 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 I blow that call. You know, that sounds good or whatever. So it's kind of neat. 
Well, well, let's dumb it down real quick. I mean, let's uh, let, let's be real. You know, I I didn't blow the call till later because I had guys like Brent and the blind with me. You know, I mean, heck, uh, you be in a pit and uh, you put earplugs in, not because the uh, shotgun going off because this sucker be blowing it left and right. I'm talking about like uh, lungs going out. And I'm like looking over over to him, like I'm sitting on the other end of the blind. But no, uh, you know you. You got all these people, and you know you got people like Brent, you know that put their footprint on it. And uh, but no, it, it definitely set me back because I said, "Man, I got a buddy that uh, got a couple of rings, can bring them on down." You know what I'm saying? So I might yeah, have no. rings. I they fit on my baby toe because as young as I want them, as young as I was when I want them, I'd like to get one of the big ones. But hopefully. One day I will to keep putting a little more. No, no, so when you win that you get a ring. Is that what I just heard? Yeah, man, when I when I was a kid, they you know, the junior world, I can remember the prize list like it like in the back of my hand. Cause I, when I was a kid, man, I'd look at that book thousand dollars first place, Remington eight seventy <laughs> shotgun, a bag of butt grub. Well that was a that was a dang Stuttgart Chamber <laughs> of Commerce special. That was a million dollar special. <laughs> a butt, butt grub. I don't know who made it down there, maybe producers at the time, but Kind of That's hot down in Fordyce, yeah, Arkansas, right. baby. Yeah. Now I don't even know. I don't even look at the prizes or whatever. I'm just trying. All I, all I can see is whenever I go over to Brent's, is Brent's, you know, uh, fat face just smiling there with that trophy, you know, and sponsors on his on on his shirt, you know, left and right. There's more sponsors than shirt, and uh, that that was what that's what was wild to me, and uh, you know, that's what makes it, you know. It's kind of funny that you're talking about the sponsored shirts. Back back then in the 90s and mid-2000s, Duck Collins like NASCAR, man. You had all these stuff on your shirt. <laughs> goofy as hell if you wore out there, out there today. But I stood there, so I had some shirts and stuff, and my dad took off with it. He had his truck decked out, man. We looked like freaking Willie Robertson rolling up in the town. <laughs> hey, your dad's truck had all the sponsors on it and everything? Oh, yeah. Y'all don't remember that uh, that old – White dog with the camo trim on all them darn stickers on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wild Hunt Club, Nagameco Calls, you know, uh, all that good stuff. Heck, he even had his tractor checked out. What what, a... what do you got planned in the future for uh, duck calling? You just gonna keep hitting it hard and keep training and Man, I, blowing duck calls? You know, or what do you think? Yeah, since I've uh, you know, since we have my little girl Kendall and she's two and a half now and she's going on twelve, it kind of limits her my chances to go. But fortunately, I'm able to win a couple of regionals here locally in the last few years, so I can still qualify and. You know, every time I go to one, if I don't do good or I do good, I, I tell myself, man, I'm going to start going to more. But it seems like time just gets away from you. You don't get to go to them as often. But I'd like to go to them. My wife enjoys going to them and watching them with me. And, you know, it's you can make a little mini vacations out of it now with the family and stuff. So, you know, I, I plan to keep doing it as long as good Lord allows me the ability to do it. And I uh, feel like I've got too much vested in it now to quit. Yeah, now, uh, you know, I think we need to transition here to, you know, like what that brought on to you, Brent. You know, uh, you know, your daddy moved dirt, so he was around the farm, and then you had the duck calling, and you know, uh, let, let's go into what that led into. You know, you are, uh, 
a management of a big group over here that lease multiple properties. And I mean, let's be honest, you, uh, you, you, you farm for ducks. So let's kind of get into that and kind of how that all fell into place and what, where you at now. I don't like to use the term farming for ducks. Yeah, I manage, manage habitat because, I mean, that's right. You know, there's a lot more into it than just farming for ducks and leaving some grain out in the field ain't, ain't farming for ducks. I mean, you managing for them is a whole different ball game. I think we could talk for days on that, but I kind of got started, you know, talk about my duck hunting background growing up. And my dad, he farmed for a while and he got out of that. Well, I guess he technically still farmed for a while, but he got into dirt moving and in the 2000, late 90s, early 2000s was the, the reservoir boom down in Arkansas County. So he got to build a lot of reservoirs with dirt pans. And then in the mid to late 2000, 2010 through present day is uh, when the kind of the duck hunting development started in the in the in this area. And in that, that he did more duck property development, moving dirt than uh, probably any other contractor in the state. I added it up one time. I think he had developed over a million acres of waterfowl habitat. I mean, from Texarkana, Arkansas, to dang, Morton Bottoms there, and Arkansas River to Lepanto. I mean, all over the state, you name it, he's built a duck pond. And so, you know, I kind of had that instilled in me. I was thinking on the way over here, I, me and my brother built our first duck hole, built a levee on the place there at our my dad's old farm when he was probably 13 or 14 years old. I remember doing that. And, just kind of, you know, my dad loved duck hunting. That's kind of what got me, in, you know, got me into it. And then the management side of it, he was always, dad was always one of those guys around here that was more proactive, wanting to do things for the waterfowl and develop properties. And so we was we were some of the only folks and still still are in that part of the county that flooded fields for ducks and did things for ducks. So kind of had a background in that. And when I went to college, heck, I went to college and be a coach or a businessman I had a major in kinesiology and business and got out of that and my dad was working for the folks I work for now just developing their property and the job I have kind of fell in my lap and and it's just it's just been a huge blessing to me and my family and that's what I do now is take care of duck hunting property yeah well I don't think we need to uh jump over the uh foot or the football career either I mean you know you might have went for kinesiology but I think you were All-American there at OBU at one point, weren't you? Uh, honorable mention All-American, but yeah, I, I play. I didn't play all right. <laughs> No, no, he's he's dumbing it down, boys. I mean, don't don't let him doubt you. He uh, he went. And he played his he's, five years. And he's still looking. Years. He's still looking for his NIL deal. I don't know yeah, where it's yeah. at, but it's a little bit late, isn't it, Brent? Man, y'all get a kick out of this. You just, they probably stopped about two years ago, but we got done with football. You get these guys in these little semi-pro leagues send you a message on Facebook. Hey, you want to join my team? No. I remember <laughs> after my senior year of football, I didn't want to touch one. I always told somebody, if you see me running, you better see what's chasing me and take off running <laughs> with me because I am done with the football. Except I do I do coach Desert's Pee Wee team now, and I really enjoy that. So I, I guess that's where I get my football fix now. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not, not. he was definitely a all American. Don't 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 let him lie to you. Division two, uh, and we said it's uh, a lot of respect. But now, uh, speaking of desert football, uh, he's coming up. I mean, my little boy, he's coming up. 
He's a blocker. There's no doubt about it. You know, he'll you think he's going to be a blocker? But, well, he's going to be uh, – I mean, we, hopefully we got some athletes. I hope – yes, I hope he is some blockers because I hope he has some athletes because if Samuels run the ball, it's going to be bad. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Brent this year I got on to him pretty hard. He had a rough crew this year and nothing wrong with it. But, uh, you know, we, we, we might have to bring Mike Cox out of the area to help him coach, you know. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm hard on him. But listen, Brent has definitely, definitely brought a edge to uh, Desarc uh, youth program, and I know people think you know maybe it's a little too early. No, it's never too early. Get your kid out there learning the right technique as what Brent brings, and learning what Brent can bring because he has got a education and something that a lot of us don't. You know, I mean, I don't know nothing about college football. You know, uh, I don't feel like none of us do, but uh, he does. And, that's the edge for Desert football, and uh, you know that's kind of where we're going. You know he's got he's got to lead Samuel down the line, son, because it starts early. Well, I can tell you, you know, one thing about what I've learned coaching Pee Wee football the last four years. You take whatever you know in college about football and throw it out the window because it is coaching Pee Wee football ain't coaching football. You're coaching kids <laughs> trying to keep them mind out. <laughs> I love it, but no, I enjoy the heck out of it. It's a fun deal. I think peewee football was the last time I was any good at football because I was about the same size as everybody else then, and then I just everybody else grew, and I was and I was little, so that's pretty awesome. That uh, it when you were at OBU did did you had have any aspirations besides? I mean, obviously we kind of hinted at it. You do some duck management now, work on a uh, farm like that, etc. But uh, was there anything else kind of creeping up on you when you were at OBU? As far as career wise, not really. I mean, um, man, I, I did some student teaching there at Arkadelphia and helped them one summer and fall or whatever. But I probably wouldn't have minded it much. But uh, and my passion's been outdoors and hunting, you know, hunting, fishing, duck calling, stuff like that, developing properties. And kind of had it, you know, there. My last few years of college, there's a guy there locally by our farm that was paying me already to take care of while I was still in school during the summer and fall to come and help take care of his hunting property and kind of had intentions of doing something in the private sector as far as, or not private sector, but, you know, more of a contractor-based deal. But uh, the gig I got now kind of fell in my lap. Couldn't turn it down. And sure glad I did. Was that, like, right when you got out of undergrad? Is that about the time that rolled out or what? Man, I, I graduated in December of 2014. And didn't have any intentions of doing any kind of work until that spring because I was about to hunt my ass off for the, that winter, and I did, That's and right. I enjoyed it. And uh, so that that I'm graduating December 14, went to work for my current employer on May 25th, 2015, and started that gig there. And so that's where we are now. But no, I didn't. I didn't really feel a pull to do anything else. I just kind of wanted to find something in that industry. I was, my dad's still running his business. I helped him some, you know, between December and May of that year, but I was really had my mind on finding something in the outdoors. Hey, Brent, since you uh, do that as a career, managing the, the ducks and waterfowl stuff, did that affect your, uh, affect how you enjoyed hunting? Do you still, you still like to get out there and go on a public hunt or, get out and uh 
you know, shoot some ducks and stuff like that? Or, I mean, did that kind of put a hinder on how you duck hunt now? I, I think I would enjoy hunting. I don't know if I would enjoy it, but I wouldn't be against going and hunting public ground if it was with some buddies and stuff. But to be perfectly honest, you know, I don't like leaving my property during hunting season just whether I'm hunting or not because I don't want nobody else out there fooling around. And then just you go hunting public land, it kills your day. Your day's over by noon. And everybody, we got to run a joke out there for them. You know, all y'all do is hunt. Y'all got it made. But man, that's, I think I've hunted. I've, I've hunted maybe 15 times this year and uh, it's counting, guiding, and everything. So, I mean, yes, I still have a burning passion for it, but it's a different, in a different way. Um, I enjoy seeing the guys I work for be happy and seeing their faces light up when you get a big wad of ducks or they rip into them. And, you know, that's where I get my joy now. And I really like seeing the work we do all year long come come to fruition there during hunting season and see it work or see it not work and learn what you got to do to fix it next year. You know, that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Now. That's pretty cool. Well, what, I, what I'm going to say, what he ain't going to say is that, uh, you know, uh, public land now is a uh, young man's game. So you got to kind of sit out there all day, be able to sleep, you know, and Brent done that. Brent done that. Everybody's done that. But, uh, man, it's a different game. And, uh, you know, public land is dog eat dog, you know, and uh you know, when you get a little older, get a little family, it's different. And uh, you know, I, I'm feeling that now myself. I feel like Wit's feeling he don't have no kids, but I mean even Jake, I mean Jake's getting a little older and uh about to have one, but I mean it's a it's a, it's different where you gotta be able to you know, your mind's gotta be on ducks and you know what I think what Brent's saying is is that uh, his mind's on uh take care of the property, make sure everything's good because that's his livelihood, you know? Yeah, I get that uh, too. Go ahead. It's just, uh, you get that satisfaction when you take somebody hunting and that's something I like to do here lately is take guys and let them shoot some birds that's never hunted or, you know, I'm trying to, which I got a kid coming, but, you know, get some youth out there and let them, let them get a little action. You know, that's, uh, it pays, I like that, uh, the feeling, you know, from, let let somebody else enjoy it for a little while. If that makes sense. That and then I and it's gonna sound horrible, but finding creative ways to go hunting and kill kill ducks the way we do, and then heck, tomorrow morning it's gonna be sunny, thirty degrees northwest wind at a ten mile hour. But I got a rabbit hunt plan at seven o'clock in the morning, so that, that's you know I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> that's really gonna be a blast, huh? So, you know, I is just, that out there on the just, farm or what? Yeah, they're close by. Um, got a guy, oh, oh Timmy, Timmy's, Timmy gonna come. We're gonna try to get after some rabbits. And that, that, that's an entertainment in itself, there. Timmy Smith, which we'll get on the podcast, and that'll that, that'll probably ruin the world there because that's a he's a legend over here. I mean, even more than Brent. I mean, Timmy Smith, you know, yeah, y'all gonna run some dogs. Oh yeah, that's that's what we're gonna do. The guy, the guy, he's got coming. We got some heck of dogs, and we went with him last year one time late in the season. And you know, heck, I don't know, I don't even remember how many we even shot any rabbits, but just watching beagles really run correctly. Like I had no, I did it a little bit growing up with some guys, but looking back, we wouldn't hunt them dogs right. This guy, you, you jump a rabbit and you sit there, and they're gonna bring it back to you. It's, it's fun watching them work. 
that's pretty awesome. I mean, we get to talking about all this you managed duck hunting wise and and all your duck hunting career, but I mean, it just it goes to show everybody that like everybody that at least I'm friends with here, we got multiple things outdoors that makes us pretty happy. I mean, there there's there's other things, and Brent already knows where I'm about to lead to on this. There's other things I know he's interested in, uh, especially outdoor wise, and and it's coming up as well. You you know we get into March, it's about time, isn't it, Brent? We ain't talking about turkeys yet. It's too soon, too real, too soon. Kind of made a tradition out of the last several years that I, the night duck season's over, I get my turkey call. Yeah, that's I right. My wife nuts, but uh, you know that's I, I kind of I might I don't know if I'm screwing myself with this or not. But I took Molly with me some last year and she enjoyed it. And she we got on an old bird and she said, uh, "You think we're going to kill him?" Said, I don't know. I've screwed more up than a kill, but we'll give it a shot. <laughs> we screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what makes it fun about turkey hunting. I think, you know, the duck hunting, you, out of all of us sitting here at this table talking right now, I mean, you've, you about got a solution to a problem for them and, and you still get fooled. I mean, we had a full moon this last week. I feel like we both talked and we're like, God, duck hunting's hard right now. But I mean, you, uh, you go off into turkey hunting. Oh Lord. We got a lot of failures left ahead of us. I mean, I ain't done. It's it makes it pretty fun that's, though. That's why that's we go. Kind of eat up with the turkey hunting because my dad didn't turkey my dad went turkey hunting one time with some guys in Missouri and he killed one. He said he's never gone back because he said he'd go broke farming. And I said, Well, you did that anyway. You should have started turkey hunting. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome. Man, you know, we get on this turkey hunt, and, you know, uh, Wits invited me, and Brent's invited me, you know, I mean, every year, and to be honest with you, it sounds like it's uh, too good to be true, because once you get hooked, it's going, you, you're going to be there. I don't need that in my life, but I mean, I know, uh, you know, Brent, that, that, that's a getaway from Brent, you know, I think that's a getaway from Wit, everything, it's kind of a solo deal, you know, maybe, maybe another guy, you know, I'm more of a, a group guy, but, uh, you know, it seems like Brent's, you know, what his career going, growing up, you know, everything. And then you get to go out on your own, you know, it's relief. And, uh, you know, I, I want to kill a turkey, but you know, it's not, uh, I'm not ready yet because I, I, I ain't ready to give it up. I ain't sure you can sit still long enough to kill one. There ain't no way he can sit still long enough. <laughs> I can't, and I farm, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that I'm gonna leave that my excuse that I farm, so I don't need it because guess what? Uh, I need to farm. My, my family needs me to farm, so uh, uh, I don't need to. Sounds I, like I don't excuses. Turkey and, 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 and leaving all that out there on the table. Maybe getting farmed in the rolling hills of Kentucky somewhere, or, you know. Up in <laughs> Illinois, yeah, somewhere, somewhere with a bunch of turkeys. <laughs> a bunch of three lines of creek bottoms up there. That'd be a good spot to farm. Yeah, I'd love if he did that. We need to send him up there. Get a big commercial outfit going, Cole, of course. What's the, uh, what's the competition turkey scene looking like? <laughs> for Colin. Colin? Man, shoot. Don't give me a start on that. I, I have went and watched. They, they, they used to do one down at Matt's uh, every year, and I, I enjoyed the heck out of watching that. that that's a, that's interesting to watch. Some suckers get out there with their fans and thrash around and hoot and stuff. I mean, like, oh, uh, 
the old Pinhoti guy, that sucker, he's, he's stroking heads on winning contest right now, so he might have that in the bag. That's wild. If uh, was were those competitions kind of around the same time as the duck calling, or was it like a side act? What was it? No, you know, I think their biggest ones in February. They, 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 I've never been to a duck calling contest that's had a turkey calling with it, except that rooster chase there in Illinois that I was talking about the crow calling. <laughs> the call. I think they, they might even had a cottonmouth calling contest. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> They, they, we talking in Jake's territory there, you know, pine cone eating, you know, all that other stuff, all that combat. But I, I probably knew big, somebody there. <laughs> I think the big, the big turkey contest is there in Nashville in February at the big convention, which I've never been to that, but I heard we need to go to it. Not sure we'd like to try. Yeah, I think this year we need to try to go down there for sure, Brent. I'd go with you in a heartbeat. You got uh, a guys, off. trip to the guys trip to the turkey calling uh, scene. Let's go. Yeah, it, 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 it's bad whenever uh, I call Brent Duck Man because, I mean, let, uh, not not only does he manage, but, I mean, whenever he wasn't, he was killing ducks. I mean, I'll give it to Brent. He he, he can kill the hell out of some ducks. And, uh, you know, his job fits him perfect because it's land management and it's ducks. You know, it's not – whenever I said earlier, you know, it's a, a he's duck farming. No, he, he's definitely farming because he's all about the land. First of all, because he's building, you know, reservoirs and he's building, you know, the land to make Planting it better for farming and also better for ducks. And I mean, that, 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 that goes hand in hand. I mean, when you got that, you know, and that's where Arkansas is at its best whenever, you know, he, he was always on my daddy, even whenever I wasn't there that, you know, you need to flood up your fields, flood them up, man, flood them up. And, uh, you know, daddy wouldn't listen, but, uh, Hey, we got him to do it, but. You know, Arkansas's at its best when it's got the most water, most flooded, and and, and Brent knows about that. So, uh, uh, look, you know, uh, he has that for sure. But, uh, you know, this turkey stuff, I mean, that's a, you know, can it kill one? Can can, can it kill one? Can it kill one, Brent? I've been forced to kill a few, but I am an amateur at best at it. I guarantee you that. But I, yep. I sure don't mind chasing. Have I you mean, ever tried a grand slam on the turkeys? No, heck, I'm just hoping for a freaking layup, man. I can't get no grand. I mean, I'm hoping for a bunt, a sacrifice bunt or something. I can't think talking about no grand slams. Hell, I take a, I take a hit or a walk, get on base. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. I'm with you there. You know, and and the reason we kind of brought him on tonight, Brent. Thank you. You've been such a good sport. I mean. The the main reason we brought him on is because if all of us guys on this podcast right now, Little Woods Outdoors, if we have a problem or some kind of question, and me especially, I know I probably aggravate you, Brent, but I don't mean to. But when I'm calling, asking, you know, how do you plant this? What time of year you do this? I mean, it's because you've probably done it. You've probably had some failures with it. I mean, that's that's the best thing about it, in my opinion, and and it's gonna continue i'll probably keep aggravating you about it but i mean y'all the food plots anything from food plots for deer i mean it's not just duck farming you're doing you're farming for everything so that's pretty awesome man you you got fired up today telling me about your little project behind your house i I look forward to come saying that i've been on you about getting that done i'm glad to see you getting it done that's right we're gonna hey it's it's getting closer and closer but the big thing's going to be when I burn that thing off, I might have about 
eight county fire departments out here when we do it, but I'm going to try not to let it get out. It don't matter. It's going to look good and it's going to be right. And like he said, it's a, you know, Sam, you killed that first deer back there. I mean, like what you're doing back there is going to be definitely generational because I mean, what you're doing right now is going to set the tone. I'll be there for the fire. <laughs> yeah, Drew's with yeah, us lumber, Lumberjack, lumberjack uh, Jake over there, you know, hacking at a fire, and then all of a sudden, I got a baby on the way, you know, he got to go back, you know. But Jake talking about them guys, sure, but that stuff's about to be over, buddy. <laughs> uh, I ain't scared to get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, uh, y'all got any uh, current, current duck hunting stuff? stuff going on y'all y'all anybody hunt lately doing any good or any reports just full moons kicking our tail i don't know about anybody else no nah, we're, we're kind of dealing with the same thing this i mean i feel like the full moon's been on since last thursday or so it's it's been a while and the weekend this past weekend was bad uh during the week here i i got up this morning with full intentions to go to the cache because there's been some spots over there that water's probably about right i mean you talked about it not too long ago and uh, it would have been right, but we had about a 20 mile an hour wind and some cloud cover. And I was like, Ooh, I'm well, back oh, I, feel, I fall blame that with, uh, and with I invited my, you to go, but you wouldn't go with me. So, well, well my, my, uh, financial endeavors or my new, uh, job endeavors, um, have kept me from that. And I felt bad. I mean, uh, I, I want to let y'all know, I mean, Brent knows, uh, I'm not a good friend right now because I'm uh, pursuing a, a career. But uh, anyways, we we, we should have been there today. I think we would have killed. Cash is up, and we should have some stories for you. But uh, you know, Brent's a, a late. Uh, that, that's one thing I want to get into. Uh, Brent's pretty much a uh, country club duck hunter now. I mean, that, I mean that's why I want to end it there. Is he's a country club. He don't go on public ground no more with us. He uh, lays up. Oh, what are we gonna do? Oh, what are we gonna do? Whatever. Uh, we ain't gonna do nothing, <laughs> you know, because we're on the country club. Yeah, um, I don't mind the country club living. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like there's a little bit of. It sounds like there's a little bit of jealousy there or something, but it is what it well, is. Well, there is because what, you know, last year, uh, I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you, I killed more birds than Brent did on public ground or on <laughs> private. I mean, I did. I the, I mean, I killed geese, and then uh, you know he called me. I made you kill, and then you know he t- he's telling me I said, "Well, I mean, you're farming for ducks. I mean, let's be real, you know." But no, all I see it's competition. Everything competition field. Me and Brent, we've been in competition since we've been young. He's a lot bigger than me, and uh, I mean, I'm a lot smarter than him. But anyways, <laughs> that's just what it is. But. Uh, now, uh, uh, we, we keep it friendly. You know, I killed more public land ducks last year than he did. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to let him answer that. You probably going to keep killing more public land ducks than me, too. But, uh, <laughs> but you can have that award there. I'd go if somebody grid would twist my arm into it and they could come get me at the launch at 6 o'clock or something, you know, and eat me in there about shooting <laughs> Other than that, I'm going to stay away from it. Have biscuits ready, too. Mm. I, I just got one more, just one more thing to ask. And it's like, it, if you had to uh, give the best advice to somebody that's looking for some ground to develop or lease or 
you know, just whatever it is to hunt on. I mean, what's your best advice? What should they look for or uh, what to stay away from maybe? I don't know. Man, I always tell people, if you're looking to buy land, good land gets bought, not sold. So if you see it on the internet for sale, it's either marked up way too high or it ain't no count. So the best, my best advice is pick an area you want some land in and look at the maps, look at the property and see what, something you might be interested to be turkey deer duck you know see what surrounding areas around you and then uh don't be bashful in approaching the landowner you know and then a lot of these a lot of land around here is still owned by some you know older generation folks that aren't up to date with you know what's kind of going on in the area so that's that's the easiest way you know my, that'd be my advice is you know seek it out don't you know go 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 look for it but not on the internet on a, on a you know, a properties page or something. It's listed. It's you know, there's don't get me wrong. There's some good properties listed, but the good ones get bought, not sold. That's right. That's the best advice I've heard all day. Yep. I mean, that's good advice right there. I I I feel like all the land that I would rather buy. I mean, a lot of it's it, it's either not for sale. They know about it, or or it just got sold. So. Hey, always remember this: everything for sale. <laughs> right, hey, that's man, right. that's for sure. Uh, well, what kind of price dollar are you coming at? So I, I agree with that. But you know, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, this is the uh, first of many because I mean his story is big. You know, I mean we got in just a little bit of it, but uh, he's got a big story, and uh, I think we can expound and help people. You know to you know, a further endeavor into hunting and also into different stuff. You know, I mean, uh, that's why we brought him on and that's why we're going to bring him on again. Brent, you think you got another episode in you? Yeah, maybe. We might wait till after hunting season and get, get a little more break. break yeah, that's up. right. Yeah, I don't mind coming on. I'm enjoying myself. Maybe we all get together and do it too. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying I feel like uh, we get you fired up a little bit. I know you. I know you're getting wore out because I mean this is your job and waterfowl is your your life. But uh, as you wind down here, hopefully a little bit of that vacation, and then we get into turkey season, and you just fire right off. So I I enjoyed it, Jacob. Uh, we lost Drew earlier in the video, and Cole, uh, and especially Brent Cahoon. Thanks everybody for being here. I enjoyed the heck out of it, and. And hopefully we'll catch you on the next episode. We're about to be to episode six already, baby. It'll be this Sunday. Everybody get ready. Thank y'all. Thank you.